This podcast is brought to you by the Village of Bedford Park, your home for business. Over 450 businesses strong and growing with a safe, reliable Lake Michigan water supply. Visit VOBPBiz.com and bring your business home to the Village of Bedford Park. Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. It's 12.03, Monday afternoon, October 30th. Good afternoon. Thanks for joining us on the Noon Business Hour. I'm Rob Hart. A Fed rate decision and the government jobs report for October dominate the week ahead on Wall Street. We'll cover that in our next segment. But right now, General Motors has become the last automaker to reach a tentative agreement with the United Auto Workers Union, marking the likely end of the labor strike. Joining us on the Village of Bedford Park business line reminding you to bring your business home is Jeff Gilbert, CBS News automotive correspondent based in Detroit. Jeff, thank you for joining us today. And uh, for all intents and purposes, the big three strike appears to be over. It does. Uh, we're still waiting for the official word from the UAW of this settlement with General Motors, but certainly sources uh, within the negotiations confirm that it's true. And the expectation is that workers at GM will be heading back to their jobs just as those at, just as those at Stellantis and GM are. And this comes on the heels of an agreement, a tentative agreement reached with Stellantis over the weekend. And it seems like the Ford deal, uh, which was reached last week, is the template for the contract agreements with the other two. Exactly. We expect everybody to kind of fall in line within a week, and that's what happened. GM was actually a little bit ahead of Stellantis as we headed into the weekend. We understood that there was kind of a snag at GM over pensions, but they got that sorted out, and the deal apparently broke late Oh, late 8 o'clock hour this morning. And we're talking about uh, 25% wage increases, and uh, it's going to add to the labor cost uh, per unit uh, for each vehicle built, but uh, that's that's a conversation for later. Uh, there is uh, an immediate impact on the Chicago area or the Northeast Illinois region because in the Stellantis deal, that means the uh, Belvedere plant for Stellantis, formerly Chrysler, uh, that was shuttered in February – Uh, That'll be back up and running soon. Not only will that be back up and running, but according to the union, uh, it's going to get a new mid-sized pickup truck that'll be made there. Stellantis hasn't even talked about that truck. And uh, the union says they're also going to construct an EV battery plant in that location. So it looks like Belvedere is in line for some pretty big investments. We're talking to Jeff Gilbert, CBS News Automotive correspondent, about the end to the strike against the big Detroit 3 automakers, Stellantis and GM, reaching tentative agreements with the UAW uh, over the weekend. Now, let's talk about the price tag for the big three automakers uh, from this strike alone. Six weeks of idled factories and labor chaos, and it seems like it's uh, roughly a billion dollars per automaker. 
Yeah, I mean, Ford and GM had their earnings last week, and both of them think it was a billion three at uh, Ford and a billion four at GM, but somewhere in that price range, you can expect the same thing at Stellantis as well. Uh, so they were balancing that versus the cost of this agreement. Ford is the only company that's talked about the cost of the agreement. They say in labor costs, it could add nine as much as $900 to their labor costs for a car. That mean, doesn't mean it's going to add that to the sticker price. That's just what it's going to cost them to make the vehicle. And then very quickly, you talked about how there's going to be an EV uh, battery plant uh, potentially built uh, at the Stellantis facility in Belvedere. Uh, repre- uh, the representation of uh, EV factory workers and battery workers up and down the supply chain was a big issue. Did they get that? At Ford, they're the only one who outlined that, and Ford allowed workers to do what's called a simple card check to get representation of the future battery plants instead of having to have a full election. And they also said any UAW member who transfers from an assembly plant to a battery plant will get full assembly worker pay, not what's likely to be lesser pay at a battery plant. Jeffrey Gilbert, CBS News Automotive Correspondent based in Detroit. Thank you for joining us today. Coming up, a look at the busy week ahead on Wall Street, including Friday's government jobs report. Lunch money for all generations. This is the WBB Noon Business Hour. The busy week ahead on Wall Street includes a meeting of the Fed and the release of the government jobs report for October on Friday. We welcome in Tom Hudson, financial journalist based in Miami. Tom, thank you for joining us today. Is there any suspense surrounding this upcoming Fed meeting? I feel like if there was going to be a rate increase announced, uh, it would already be in the pipeline and already be under discussion. Yeah, the uh, open mouth committee is uh, working in a way that they're closed mouth in terms of they're not talking about the need to push interest rates even higher in terms of the Federal Reserve uh, target to short-term interest rate because the bond market has been doing its work for them, uh, really pushing up the benchmark 10-year yield on the government bond uh, around 5%, a number we haven't seen in a good long time, Rob. So, no, there's no expected movement in interest rates, the Fed short-term interest rates expected out of the meeting this week. But, of course, what Uh, How the Federal Reserve communicates that in its statement is what's going to be really analyzed. It seems like uh, all the Fed watchers, investors, the bond market people, they want to hear something out of Jay Powell at that news conference after the Fed meeting uh, where he says, we're going to wrap this up soon, that uh, interest rates are off the table. But it seems like uh, the way Powell operates is going to give himself an opening. So he's not going to give them that satisfaction. So the uncertainty is still going to be there. The uncertainty will still be there because he does still want the door open to future interest rate hikes based upon what the Federal Reserve is seeing and what Americans are experiencing in terms of inflation. Inflation is not down yet to the 2 percent target that the Federal Reserve has been explicit. And unless the Federal Reserve is going to uh, have some kind of announcement to change its uh, targeting inflation rate policy, which is not on the table as far as anyone that I've spoken to knows, Uh, uh, that remains uh, the goal for the long-term inflation rate, to get it down around 2%. We're still a ways away from that nationwide. Now, that's interesting you mentioned that. We're talking to Tom Hudson, financial journalist based in Miami, because there are 
what's the Fed's definition of two percent inflation? Because uh, some of the well, because some of the dovish types that I I see out there, as far as their analysis is concerned, they'll look at every inflation report and say, well, on an annualized basis, it's been two percent right. since June. It's been two percent yeah. since July twenty fourth. Yeah. It's been two percent yeah. since some date. So yeah. what's two percent? Yep. What what's two percent between friends? Well, what, what, between uh, friends on the Federal Reserve Open Market Committee, they're looking at the PCE, which is the Federal Reserve's favored inflation gauge, not the CPI, not the Consumer Price Index. But you're absolutely right, Rob, and you bring up a really important point. There's so much data here to slice and dice. Uh, you know, the inflation rate where I am here in Miami is one of the highest in the nation. It's still like 6 7%. But almost 90 percent of that is the cost of housing. Right. If you strip housing out, the inflation rate is almost zero where I am in South Florida. Uh, You look at the inflation rate for just services or X services, energy, X energy. But overall, the Federal Reserve wants to feel comfortable that the inflation rate that most Americans are experiencing is back around two percent annualized year over year. Then the other market mover this week, the jobs report. And of course, uh, we do this dance on a monthly basis. We all react to the ADP report, the private report that comes out on Wednesday. That says one thing. And then the government comes out Friday morning with a number that's the polar opposite. Yeah. And I think Thursday, we're also going to get the jolts report, the uh, job openings uh, number as well, which is going to kind of add pressure to this November or rather the October report for jobs due out on uh, on Friday, the first Friday in November. And I think really what to look at there in terms of a market reaction is the economy continuing to perform a kind of outperform expectations, which is going to continue to put upward pressure on market interest rates and allow the Federal Reserve to continue to kind of speak loudly, but perhaps act more softly on its own target interest rate. Tom Hudson, financial journalist based in Miami, thank you for joining us today. Coming up next, rising credit scores defy growing consumer debt. Cash, credit, debit, and totally free. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. Despite rising consumer debt, the average credit score in the U.S. has just reached an all-time high. Joining us to explain is Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst at LendingTree, based in Austin, Texas. Matt, thank you for joining us today. The national average credit score hit a fresh high of 718. That's according to a new report from uh, FICO. So that sounds like Americans are keeping up with the debt. They're piling it on. They may be grimacing through the uh, checks they have to write or bank transfer payments they have to make, but they're good for it right now. Yeah, honestly, it's been pretty amazing to watch the credit scores continue to rise through what's been certainly a chaotic time economically over the last couple of years. And I think that There's some reason to think that they may continue to grow a little bit more in part because even when student loan repayments really kick in, which is certainly going to have an impact on people's budgets, a lot of the the bureaus and the credit scoring companies are giving basically a little bit of a grace period to um, to allow for people to adjust without really hurting their credit score. It also sounds like when uh, the government sent out those uh, COVID stimulus payment checks a couple of years ago that instead of, I mean, they obviously spent them on vacations and this, that, and the other thing, but a lot of people probably used it just to pay off the debt that they had. 
Yeah, there's no question that when those stimulus checks came out, people really handled them pretty well. A lot of them put a ton of them into savings accounts or invested them, but an awful lot of them also used it to pay down credit card debt and other high interest debts. And credit card debt generally only grows in this country. But during that time, a lot of people paid down a significant amount of debt, and it's helping them out today. We're talking to Matt Schultz, chief credit analyst from LendingTree in Austin, Texas, about uh, America's improving credit scores. Now, when we talk about uh, uh, people making more purchases on credit cards. The average credit card utilization was uh, 34% in April, up from uh, 31% the year before. Does that mean they're just using their credit cards more, or does that mean they are carrying a balance on a month-to-month basis? Well, the the credit utilization is just about how much debt you have compared to how much available credit you have at that moment. And so that 34% number is is higher than we'd like it to be. I mean, obviously, you'd like it to be zero. But if you could get it a little bit lower than that, that would be helpful. And we we haven't really seen a big growth in the percentage of folks who are carrying a balance month to month, at least to this point. I think there's a reasonable expectation that when those student loan payments restart up again, you'll see more people carrying the balance because it's such a significant amount of money to a lot of people. But again, as of right now, people are people are doing pretty well. We're talking to uh, th- thank you for joining us today, Matt Schultz, Chief Credit Analyst at LendingTree based in Austin, Texas. Still ahead, putting some guardrails on AI development and then at 1249, a pair of suggestions from our Monday stock pick. Call from mom. Answer it. Call silenced. Instacart knows nothing gets between you and the game. That's why they make ordering from your couch easy. Stock up today and get all your groceries for the week delivered in as fast as 30 minutes without missing a minute of the game. You have 47 new voicemails. Download the app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash recommend today. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s. And each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. This is Chicago's news, traffic, and weather station. News Radio 105.9.
Now, the WBBM Noon Business Hour. Good afternoon. I'm Rob Hart. These are the top stories on News Radio WBBM. This is Nancy Hardy. The UAW says an agreement with Stellantis means reopening a plant in Belvedere and more union automaking jobs. Vice President Kamala Harris weighs in on the expansion of the war in the Middle East. President Biden signs an executive order putting up guardrails on the development of artificial intelligence. It's Stock Picker Monday. We'll get a couple of ideas from a portfolio pro. WBBM Business. The markets are higher. The Dow now up 515 points. The Nasdaq is up 134. The S&P 500 is up 46. 41 degrees right now in Chicago under mostly sunny skies at 1231. Topping our news at the half hour. Labor and political leaders are celebrating the tentative agreement reached this weekend with the UAW that will bring back the Stellantis plant in Belvedere, northwest of Chicago. The details from Nancy Harding. The tentative agreement comes as a major relief to 1,200 workers who were laid off in February when Stellantis shut down the Belvedere plant. State Representative Dave Vela tells WIFR in Rockford. There are so many people who are worried about whether they should send their kids to school next year. So many people about whether they should go to New York or Indiana or to a different plant or do a new job. Now they see the light at the end of the tunnel. State Senator Steve Stottleman is optimistic after the union announced Stellantis agreed to build trucks in Belvedere and add over 1,000 jobs at a new battery plant there. I think at the end of the day, workers want to be paid what they think they deserve. And we allow negotiations and efforts to make sure that working men and women get what they want. UAW plans to have its leadership vote Thursday on whether to send the tentative agreement to its members. Nancy Hardy, News Radio 105.9 WBBM. Israel has begun what Prime Minister Benjamin Netanyahu calls the second stage of the war against Hamas by expanding its ground operations in Gaza. Vice President Kamala Harris telling 60 Minutes the U.S. wants to keep the conflict from escalating. We have absolutely no intention, nor do we have any plans to send combat troops into Israel or Gaza, period. Israeli troops and tanks are pushing deeper into Gaza today, advancing on two sides of the territory's main city. It's 12.32 as the noon business hour continues. Markets are in positive territory and gaining a little bit of altitude. Joining us now on the Village of Bedford Park business line, reminding you to bring your business home is Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer, Crescent Capital, based in Chicago. Jack, thanks for joining us today. And although it seems like uh, October is going to be another losing month for the financial markets, markets uh it's not going to go gently into that good night at least not today no um we've had a nice little reversal here from last week's doldrums uh, a lot of it on perhaps uh improved earnings uh we had some uh, good results from mcdonald's able to pass along some prices and perhaps there's a growing sense that maybe this <clears throat> rate rise that we saw in intermediate term uh bonds is is peaking soon now, we do have the uh, the Fed meeting coming up later this week, and uh, if the Fed was going to raise interest rates by a quarter of a point, it probably would have been telegraphed by this period of time, uh, because the, 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 the markets don't like surprises, and the Fed does oblige them in that. So what, what are we looking for uh, when, when Jay Powell speaks to reporters after that meeting later this week? Yeah, I agree, Rob. I don't think that the um, the Fed will raise uh, short-term interest rates, largely because the intermediate part of the curve has really done a lot of that work for them. 
uh, the um, the 10-year Treasury yield was, you know, in the, in the threes not long ago, uh, and now, of course, it's pushing five. So I think a lot of the um, growth susp- suppression that the Fed was hoping to achieve with overnight rates is getting a little boost with the higher rates in the intermediate part of the curve, too. So I expect that the Fed will likely say just what I said, that the higher rates will, is doing a lot of the work for it. Uh, they also have to recognize, though, we had a very strong consumer with powerful retail sales and a powerful uh, third-quarter GDP, which uh, took a lot of economists by surprise. More uh, market movers are reporting this week. Apple will report their earnings on Thursday after the bell. And I'd like to, Jack, if you want to just indulge me in this, a little bit of a vocabulary session. And that is uh, the S&P 500 itself and Apple stock also both said to be in correction territory. And you hear that in business reports on the radio station. And for those of us who don't know what correction territory is, uh, what is it? Yeah, um, correction is really just shorthand for, uh, or maybe a euphemism for a 10% pullback. So uh, when we see, uh, you know, recent highs reached and then the market pulls back uh, 10% or more, that's considered a correction, which really just means that we're trying to align the value, the price against the uh, uh, earnings and, and, and interest rates, perhaps. So, and I do think that uh, a pullback like that is warranted given the rate rise that we saw uh, in in the market earlier this year. Um, you know, and then of course a bear market would be twenty percent. And then very quickly, uh, what what's the expectation for the uh, jobs numbers, both the private number on Wednesday and then the government report on Friday morning? Yeah. So, um, you know, I'm I, I think that economists are still uh, believing that we will have. Uh, con- continued growth. Um, Let's see what I have here for uh, the jobs number. It looks like private payrolls really up changing, non-farm payrolls up 180,000. So that's about half of what we saw uh, last month. And um, private payrolls up 145,000. Again, uh, a little more than half of what we saw last month. Remember, last month was a blockbuster uh, report. So we think maybe we'll go back to a trend. Jack Ablin, Chief Investment Officer, Crescent Capital, based in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today. We're joined by Shelley Palmer, who is the uh, uh, is at Syracuse University. Let's just call him. He's the AI expert. He's joining us today, Professor of Advanced Media in Residence at the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University, the White House, and President Joe Biden about to come up with an ex- executive order, uh, putting in place some guardrails on the development of AI. And Shelley, thank you for joining us today. What are some of those guardrails wide reaching i think this is um it's a pretty good example uh of of what the power of the presidency is with an eo they're they're calling for a uh for data legislation they're looking for equity issues to be addressed they're looking for um, ways to protect small developers they want to protect national security by limiting international uh uses of ai and setting some guidelines and standards for international use they want to modernize federal infrastructure, and so they're looking for a rapid hiring of people who are uh, professionals in AI uh, who can you know, be brought into government roles. They've sort of laid out a framework for the development deployment uh, at, at the federal level. You know, they've, they've focused, I think, on very specific steps in this case rather than the general broad directives they always do. 
Um, so yeah, it's look, it, it looks really good. They've got kind of gone after big tech in a way that I wish they hadn't to be fair. And they're saying, you know, we're, we want to make sure the large foundational models are constrained uh, by regulation in a way that, that they feel is safe. And my problem with the way they've characterized it, and it, it's probably subject to change, but small models are, are maybe more dangerous than large models. And, and it's hard to predict the future. And it's certainly hard to legislate to predict the future. So in this case, a broader framework might have been a little better than some of the specific things they've talked about. But in general, I like the fact that the administration is thinking about AI. In practice, as always, the devil's in the details. Shelley Palmer, CEO of the Palmer Group, Professor of Advanced Media in Residence at the Newhouse School of Public Communications at Syracuse University. Thank you for joining us today to explain that AI executive order from the White House. Join us at this time tomorrow for Travel Tuesday and still to come our Monday Stock Picker. Money conversation that pays a big dividend. The WBBM Noon Business Hour continues. It's Stock Picker Monday on the Noon Business Hour and joining us with a pair of investment ideas is Matt Shapiro, President MWS Capital based in Chicago. Matt, thank you for joining us today. Two selections today and two, shall we say, household words that uh, have a great deal of pricing power in their industries. And let's begin with your first one, which is arguably the leader and the class of the uh, electric vehicle space. Yeah, Tesla. Now, Rob, Tesla, of course, buffeted today by a lot of concerns about the electric vehicle market. Panasonic, uh, you know, warning a little bit about global battery demand. There was a bad report from On Semiconductor, which makes a lot of like visualization uh, semiconductors that go into these cars. No one was necessarily too happy with Tesla's last earnings report, which showed margin compression, part of their pricing strategy, but has brought the average price of a Tesla down to about 48000 which is comparable to GM, Ford, Chrysler, the average selling price in the United States. So I think investors in Tesla get emotional, both on the upside and downside. We're seeing a little bit of a downside today, under 200, but kind of the time, I think, to buy it. And your uh, next selection of the week, uh, oh, oh, the timing, Matt, (laughs) because they reported today. Yes, McDonald's, which sort of belies the fact that everyone thinks the consumers on the sidelines struggling with inflation. Of course, we saw the GDP report, which was so strong last week, GDP up 5%. And truly, McDonald's, great numbers, beating expectations, revenue up 14%, same store sales up 8%. All these stocks, consumer discretionary stocks like PepsiCo, like Coke, have been down on concerns about the consumer, the effects of Ozempic, of all things. But here, we're just really hitting all numbers for McDonald's. Stock is much lower than it was earlier in this year, starting to get going with the market here up 500 points close to up 3% today. And not to, uh, uh, to, to to help you say more great things about McDonald's, but uh, on top of the fact that the uh, consumer is able to kind of spend through all of the issues that are, are, are bedeviling them right now, just from uh, higher prices everywhere, uh, having to pay higher interest rates, but it seems like McDonald's really took advantage of the pandemic to implement a lot of technological innovations that may not be paying off now, but could pay off soon. That's a great point. Actually, one of the stats is digital sales. 40%, if you've ever gone to a Starbucks or a McDonald's, 
at this point, it's so much quicker to order online. That creates efficiencies. That's going to be a trend that McDonald's is doing great at. It's going to help drive profitability and margins over the next few years. Matt Shapiro, President, MWS Capital in Chicago. Thank you for joining us today on this Stock Picker Monday. His selections, Tesla, TSLA, and McDonald's, MCD. You'll find past programs and later today a podcast of this hour at WBBMNewsRadio.com and the Odyssey app. We really need new phones. T Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. Ctmobile.com. <sighs> Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts.